0: Welcome to Deep Spirituality. We're uh, going to do a quick sort of very varied uh, podcast today. That's going to help you know what's coming. Yep, this summer uh, we're a few days away from June 1st, and in my mind, summer starts on June 1st. I don't know when you guys think summer starts. Is it really June 23rd or something like that? The longest day of the year. Uh-
1: I don't remember. I mean, it's been raining, so it's been. <laughs> it doesn't like weird. summer to me. Yeah, it's a weird season. <laughs> yeah,
0: spoken as a person who's grown up in
1: California. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Most people
0: True. consider spring a time for rain. Yeah. Wouldn't the
2: longest day of the summer mean like the absolute peak of summer, and then it's downhill from there?
0: I have no idea.
2: And I would think that Groundhog Day would determine where when oh, summer right. starts. Right? When,
1: uh, oh, really? Yeah. So
0: basically, you didn't answer my question. <laughs> I think we're already in the midst Smooth. of summer. You do? Yes. I think really? it's
1: mid June. I feel like it's mid-June.
0: Mid-June. When do you think it is, Mike?
3: Well, it was when like, school came out, and ever since I stopped going to school, I've kind of well, lost track. Well, oh, that was mid-June for, for me. Ends, for I guess, yeah, school sense. ends for most kids, yeah. people around June 15th. 15th is this starting out. to happen now? Are some, Sorry? Some, aren't some schools out right now?
1: Some schools get high out like speed. end of May, yeah. Uh,
0: uh, yeah. Mostly college ends in May, though. Yeah. I don't think many high schools end in May.
1: A, a lot of. Do they really? Of, yeah. That's yeah. changed. Mm-hmm.
0: All right. Well, anyway, The Spirituality, our summer preview edition. All right. So first of all, what we want to do in getting ready for the summer is tell you the whole summer is going to be about heart. It's going to be about seeing God as a parent instead of seeing God as someone who punishes. And it's even going to be taking and helping us understand what is parenting like? Because a lot of people use the term discipling, which is in the Bible. But I think what it is, is it ends up being focused on what people do with each other, which is certainly fine. But what you really want to focus on is what God is doing. And we're going to talk a lot about that and how our heart condition can change and grow and get better and how we can sometimes need to recover. So we're going to cover a lot of that. We won't cover all that in this podcast, but we're going to cover it coming up. What we try to do is put together a little bit of a list, though, for you, because I know a lot of us sometimes are thinking, hey, what can I read? What can I study? What can I look at? What can give me a jump start to really make my summer great? I know for me, um, in, in the early years of being a Christian and up until now, The summertime has been a time where I've made decisions and said, hey, I really want to grow. I really want to change something. So what I've done the last week or so is sat down and said, all right, what do I want to change? What's the one thing I could change that would change everything? Hmm. I'm not trying to change 10 things, 8 things, 15 Hmm. things, but what one thing could I change? It's kind of like when you're growing up and you're playing sports and you want to get better at your sport. What can I do that I can get better at as an athlete. That's how I looked at basketball. You know, I need to be better at ball handling. So all summer I'm going to dribble. I'm going to dribble everywhere. I'm going to walk. I'm going to dribble. I'm going to just constantly, you know, In my garage, I set up a little thing, obstacle course. I dribbled all the time. You know, I was always doing it, but that was the one thing I focused on. I think most people are going to fail to change when they try to change a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Right. So Mm -hmm. they got to zero in on one thing. And so our first bit of advice is this summer, sit down and say, what do I want to change? And maybe since we're looking at uh, what is it today the 28th 29th, 29th. may 29th mm-hmm. is the day of this podcast take a look at what could you change starting june 1st to september 1st and make that your summer of change so we've got some recommendations of things that might be able to help us figure that out um, first on the list is the um, uh, podcast are we only doing podcasts here are we going to do articles too right yeah, we are, we, are, we all have an article okay, that we can gonna, share. Okay, we articles, but I'm going to hit you with the podcast. You might want to go back and do a re-listen to or listen for the first time. First on our list of uh, podcasts we think will really help you with that is Choosing God, Defeating Discouragement. And so one of the things is we rarely set goals when we're discouraged. We mm-hmm. usually just mm-hmm. get negative. And so choosing god defeating discouragement go back listen to that podcast if you haven't or do a re-listen it's okay i re-listen the podcast all the time number two on our list is possibilities and points of progress how to do well spiritually seems obvious but you know sometimes brilliance is in stating the obvious Uh, number three (laughs) deep insecurity why emotions matter now we're going to talk a lot about this this summer but deep insecurity why emotions matter A lot of people have used that to get a launching pad to get a better relationship with God. And uh, finally on our list, dealing with heart over behavior, spiritual burnout. You know, if you're burned out, you're not going to really have a great summer. You're just going to get sunburned. So (laughs) what we really want to do is want to take a look at what can I go back and re-listen to, and as you listen to it, make sure you're you're, you're listening to the idea of I just need to get one insight that will help me zero in. Now, we got some articles and some other things from Deep Spirituality from uh, the, the folks from the team, the digital team. we got Nathan Schafenoff, Mike Query, and Alexis Coleman here, and they're going to hit you with some stuff. So my
2: recommendation from uh, the Deep Spirituality website would be the article, Breaking Free from the Eeyore Syndrome. It's 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 similar to, to defeating discouragement and in that sound same vein, but just how for myself, uh, even off mic earlier, I feel can just get really wrapped up in my emotions and it's really hard for me to discipline those emotions and get past them, you know? Um, But I think this study is one you can definitely check out and something I I think I took from this study was praying about specific scriptures in the morning to help me to kind of renew my mind or, or like change my mind and kind of get myself to get over my emotions because sure. I can be very emotionally indulgent just in my day-to-day life and get very stuck. Excellent. Um, so do but, you print
0: it out or do you look at it on your te- tablet, your phone? How do you do it?
2: Uh, normally, I copy all the text and then put it in my word processor on my on my tablet uh-huh. and, then I, and then I can mark it up. I can add my own commentary. You know. Sweet tip. Yeah. Wow. Hey, I want to you. do that out there. Mike, what you got for us? <laughs>
3: Um, I'm going to recommend the Chasing God Bible Study. It's a devotional. If you caught last week's uh, episode, I think it was last episode. We the, that was the theme, so it's a study based on uh, that discussion. So, so you're saying
0: put those two in combination, get the study, put it with the
3: podcast, right? It's something we can hope we can do more. But when we have an episode like last week, it was it was pretty deep, and there's a lot of good discussion on all it. Right. So this Bible study, it's got Ecclesiastes, and it. it's all these things that we pursue that are that Ecclesiastes calls chasing the wind. I think it's appropriate, especially considering summer. I mean, I, I think about, like, I always have, like, ideas of what I want my summers to be like sometimes, and then I get disappointed a lot because my ideas were, like, these kind of uh, magical moments that I want to create. You magical know, like, moments. You know, magical <laughs> mo- Like, I'm going to be at the beach, and I'm going to have my family there, and everything's going to be perfect. You know, like, I'm, I'm chasing after, mm. like, uh, a, a feeling versus, like, you know what, let me just try and get, find the one thing I want to change, like you
2: know, the song titles in the midst of like this magic moment, well, well, you know, what
0: kind of feeling? It, it, it sounds like what you're trying to say, Mike, is that what you end up doing sometimes and I think we can all do this is when the summer starts, you end up chasing a moment instead of chasing God. Mm. That's, that's exactly Would that right. be appropriate? Yeah.
3: And, and, the, cause the study addresses like, you know, there's things that we chase, we chase uh, vacations, career, like, and, and the Bible study talks about how temporary those things are. So disappointment is inevitable, just like if you chase the wind. Excellent. Right? So. What you got for us, Alexis?
1: Uh, I was thinking a DIY study, uh, what's going on with me. Um, that one is just helpful for me because a lot of times I just am not even always aware of what's going on, like what I'm feeling. Right. And so it helps me to kind of go, one, that God actually cares and wants to help me work through it, but that he actually can like get me through it step by step and work through what I'm feeling so that I actually – can process it and like overcome it if that makes sense that
0: makes total sense let's throw in four podcasts that can go with that idea of what's going you said it's called what's going on with me mm-hmm. well a great podcast to will with this is uh forgiveness the storms mm-hmm. of guilt around us i think sometimes the reason that we don't know what's going on with us is because we've been overwhelmed by our guilt mm-hmm. and so we can't think clearly second creating a sacred space how to have a quiet time you know one of the things it, it, having a quiet time is an art mm-hmm. it's not a, it's not it's not an appointment and, mm-hmm, and, right. and really, you have to have the ability to go into a sacred space and be able to quiet all of the guilt, quiet all of the anxiety. I know for me, that's what has to happen. Until I quiet all the inner voices that are inside my head, I can't, I can't even figure out what I'm thinking or feeling deeply. And what you're talking about there is in what's going on with me. I love that title of that yeah. DIY is is getting quiet enough and sometimes people have to just say look i can't even listen to music i can't be in a place where there are other people because i'm so distracted by it so you want to get an undistracted space and really do a deep dive with god in the scriptures and in prayer and what i'd recommend and what's going on with me is that you get out and you have a prayer that lasts longer than 10 minutes Mm -hmm. it's just really difficult it's kind of like a workout Mm -hmm. you know when i get on my bike I don't start sweating until I get 10 or 15 minutes into riding Mm -hmm. the bike. So if if you just jump off after 10 minutes, well, at least this is me, then what have you really done? So you really have to get into that time with God, and until you're sweating – Literally, spiritually, until you're starting to get down to some of the areas that are uncomfortable. You know, like Mike talked about, you know, you have the beach scene in your head, but not the Bible in your head. You know, you want to yeah. get there and go, okay, let's try to get the Bible on the beach. Yes. Let's not get the there beach to wash the Bible away. That's good. Spiritual uh, sweat.
2: That's a good mental image. Having spiritual sweat
0: in the morning. Absolutely. That's good. There's a book I read years and years ago called Holy Sweat. But anyway, that's a whole nother story. Um, Breaking free from rules to get relationship. That's a coming home series. That's a great one for being able to figure out where you're at, because sometimes what happens is we're frustrated with our Christian faith because unbones to us, we're just following rules and there's no relationship. You know, there's it's kind of like if you're involved in a marriage or a dating relationship where you're doing all the right things with no attachment, Mm -hmm. you're just going, okay, I know I got to check this off. Uh, And then finally, turning emotion into action. That's the purpose one. Get on there and look at it. Turning emotion into action. A lot of the times we end up figuring out where we're at, and then we just sit there,
3: right, with
0: the knowledge of where yeah. we're at. Yeah, you know? and that's that's not what you want. Yeah, you want to take the emotion and turn it into action.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: so I think sometimes even in the to, to speak
0: to that, like there's
2: that religiosity that I can feel. It's like, oh, the whole goal is like you're supposed to see that you're super sinful, and like that's it, and like that's the ultimate goal is that you're a bad person, you know, without God, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then you end up just staying in that space as you were talking about, of like negativity or just like oh this is me you know but there should be action following that and uh, essentially like repentance right and and going back making relationships right or going back and or going ahead loving serving caring for people and kind of taking action i think that oftentimes that's very missed in for me specifically with like uh, getting getting uh turning the purpose into what i'm doing or making Purposeful, what I'm feeling, what I'm learning, what I'm going through, what God is showing me.
0: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, uh, just so everybody out there knows, the podcasts are going to be changing a little bit. We've been delivering them every Wednesday, and there are a lot of you who will email us if it doesn't show up on Wednesday (laughs) right away. Uh, And this one, believe it or not, we're trying to get ready so you get it in your inbox on Wednesday. Me personally, I like to listen to my podcast uh, either in the car when I'm going to an appointment uh, um, uh, driving or I like to listen to them at night sometimes and and just, you know, get a a little space in there where I can listen to one and really dig on into it and, and enjoy it. So this one will be released just in time for you to do an after dinner pod, seriously, or a bedtime pod. Can't you can't you see it? Can't you get it in vision? <laughs> While like, you're cooking the meal, put it on. You, there can you put go. it on. You know, if you got your if you got what's that thing Amazon makes that talks to you, Alexa. Alexa. Okay, yeah. You put your you put your uh, you put your Amazon Alexa on, or, or 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 you put your your Google Home on, and you just let it talk to you. Let, mm-hmm. it te- let it tell you what it's like. Put the pod on and let it talk to you and bring you on home. But why would you do a bedtime pod? Well, here's simple. You do a bedtime pod, then you have a dream about the pod, and then you wake <laughs> up in the morning, and then you're ready for your quiet time. I <laughs> just, wow. just, man i'm serious wow. you, do a, you do a bedtime pod you get the spiritual things in your head you sleep on it you wake up in the morning you'll be amazed you'll have three or four different ideas well will you read read the Bible, i'm telling you man <laughs> do a bedtime pod i'm telling you okay so we're not going to always release them on wednesday anymore i've been fighting the team over here about you know because my schedule's tough it's hard for me to get in here in time to do them all when you know on the clockwork thing i got more than one thing i do and so what we're going to start doing is dropping these podcasts at more varied times. I'm telling you that so the team can feel a little less stress about about feeding the beast out there. We know you love them. We know you want to hear them. We're hearing from you guys all the time. But we just need to get a little bit more flexible. And so we're going to start dropping these things on you. Sometimes it'll be a Monday. Sometimes it'll be a Wednesday. Sometimes it'll hit you on a Friday. Sometimes it'll hit you on a Saturday. How about a Saturday pod? Ooh, I'm digging it. A Saturday pod. Weekend warriors. Because <laughs> you do you do yoga, right? On I do. Saturday mornings. So you get flat... Do your do your yoga, do your quiet time, your yoga. Yeah. And then the pod. Wow. in the pod. Break it's a peaceful the pod day. Out. Nice sun shining. <laughs> Get out on your deck or whatever it is, your back porch, your the field, the park. Yes. <laughs> you know, go for a run. Yes. And just pot it out. Yes. Pot right. Out. Deep spirituality pod. Brighten the eyes. Bring a smile to the face. Resolve a conflict with somebody by listening to the pod. All right, potterific. Okay, so we're good to go. So from now on, don't expect them on Wednesdays over the summer. They could drop any time when you least expect now, it. Yeah, well, yeah. And, and Mike here, he's he's the one who goes. You got to do it on that day. I need your help out there, people. I need you to flood Mike with emails and comments that don't don't do it don't 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 hold down the pod. Let,
3: <laughs> Let, Let it free. Let the pod
0: go free. Free the pod. <laughs> hashtag free hashtag the pod. Hashtag, hashtag free the pod. Hashtag was born. You know the Holy Spirit doesn't <laughs> have a schedule. That's true. <laughs> the Holy Spirit goes, "Hey, we're coming out on." If the Holy Spirit showed up on Pentecost in Acts chapter two. Was that on time or was that not on time? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you, that when the Holy Spirit shows up, that's when it's time. Yes. All right. And I think a lot of you will enjoy them anyway, and I'm sure you don't listen to them right when they come out. But give us a little bit of help on that, a little bit of encouragement. And if you really like when coming out on Wednesdays, well, you may have to wait for that. You may have to wait for the autumn or something like that because we're going to start dropping these things like flat, you know, Whenever. You could be at, you could be at church on a Sunday morning. The pod drops out. Put your headphones in. Ignore this person speaking. It's good. And just listen go. to the pod. Yes. Podalicious.
3: Fully sanctioned. Pod revolt. Yeah. Pod
0: revolt. <laughs> pod yourself.
2: Today's podcast is brought to you by the Kickstart Your Quiet Time newsletter. If you want to begin your day by reading the Bible, but you're unsure of where to start, we've got you covered. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we will deliver a handcrafted quiet time to your inbox to kickstart your mornings with God. Head on over to deepspirituality.net to sign up for our newsletter. That's it. Simple enough. That's deepspirituality.net and sign up for the Kickstart Your Quiet Time newsletter today. Now, back to the show.
0: All right. Well, let me get you something here before we go. The heart to lead. Three questions every leader must answer. Why do we talk about that? Because we get into the heart this summer A big part of the heart has got to be about, I mean, a big part of the the heart issue has got to be about those of us who lead, uh, whether we're parents, teachers, coaches, friends who are helping other friends, spiritual leaders in a church, a house church, a Bible talk. If we don't have our heart on straight, we can't help anybody else. And when you think about heart, Nathan, what do you think about?
2: I first thing that comes to my mind is actually emotions. Actually,
0: what comes Mm -hmm. to my mind is the Warriors.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Tomorrow night. The Warriors will take the court against the Kawhi Leonard-led Toronto Raptors. We all know that Raptors are extinct. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> True, True facts. Raptors are extinct, and so we got to finish one more off to make the Earth safe for mankind. Yes. <laughs> so basically, the Warriors are fighting to make the Earth safe uh-huh. for all mankind. So when I think about Steph, did you know this? Steph Curry, in the Steve Kerr era, the Warriors are 254 and 47 with Steph Curry playing and 22 and 23 with him out. That's the Steph effect. You know what I think Steph Curry has? He has a tremendous amount of heart. Mm. That's the only reason that someone who wasn't recruited highly out of high school that didn't go to a major college could be in the NBA and have revolutionized the game. He's eliminated centers. You no longer have legitimate centers in the league that play like centers. They're shooting threes. They're doing the, the court is spread. Uh, he's changed the range of the game. Yep. I
2: ha- I saw this great stat. Brooke Lopez, who's seven foot, big yeah. old dude for the Stanford multi-bucks. guy. Yeah, he had more blocks in one season. Had more blocks than Kevin Garnett and more threes than than Kobe Bryant for a season. It just shows how much the the center's game has really changed and spread to the outside. Yes. And then just like just stand there, put your hands up in front of the basket. And that's but, all um, because of
0: Steph Curry. Exactly. Because if hmm. you can't function in a spread court, you can't do it. So why is that important? Because a leader needs to have an effect, a powerful effect. Mm -hmm. I I think Draymond Green gets a lot of credit there. Michigan State, Michigan Saginaw Mission. Yeah, Michiganders, go Michigan. But Draymond gets a lot of credit there too. Mm -hmm. Here's a scripture for you about leadership that ties in. David said to Saul, 1 Samuel 17, 32, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. What happened on the day that Goliath showed up, a story that many people know about, is the nation of Israel was about to lose heart but who came in and said you are not going to lose heart and I can help you not lose heart. It was David. Mm -hmm. Leadership is first and foremost about being able to inspire people so they don't lose heart. There are a lot of people who can teach and talk, organize, strategize. They can do a lot of different things, but if you can't inspire people, inspire faith in their heart, hope in their heart, courage in their heart, helping them to be able to pull their heart out of a loss, pull their heart out of discouragement. If you can't do that, you won't be an effective leader. And today, too many leaders are good at a lot of things, but they're not good at inspiring. So Mm -hmm. what it means is I can set you up. I can prepare you. I can organize. I can show you what time it is. I can open the door at the right time. I can put a, a, you know, a big packet of of documents in your hand. I can, I can give you a Bible. I can, I can put on a play up front, but at the end of the day, when people leave uninspired and trust me, being inspired is not feeling good. When you Mm -hmm. feel good, you go home and you just look for another way to feel good. Like on the beach with Mike without the Bible, but, (laughs) When you're inspired, you take action. The Steph effect as a leader is the ability to lead people tirelessly and courageously in an effort to do something incredible without losing heart. You look like you got something on your mind there, Nathan
2: oh i'm just uh, that's the trick is the is the inspiring part i oftentimes find myself falling into like all the things you're listening list listing was like logistics yeah it's easy for me to just plan logistics and like be like look guys i'm leading look at me (laughs) whatever but like actually finding a way to inspire people and i think what david was doing here was he's addressing the heart you know he said well his thing
0: the thing he targeted is he said look the problem you got here Saul, is everybody's losing a heart but that's not a problem because that's my specialty Yes. My specialty is I'm a kid, maybe sixteen, maybe twenty years old, whatever I am, depending on which commentary you read. I'm a young guy. I can come in and lead you, not because I know how to lead a nation, but because I know how to inspire a nation. Hmm. And I know the way you're gonna inspire me, you gotta kill this kid. You gotta cure this kill this guy alive. Leaders inspire. Mark ten thirty two. Hey, Jesus. It's not enough to be talking about David. You gotta talk about the man, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mark ten thirty two. They were on their way up to Jerusalem with Jesus leading the way and the disciples were astonished. So the people who were disciples were astonished while those who followed were afraid. So the people who weren't really deeply into Jesus, they weren't connected to him, they weren't attached to him. I mean, they followed, they showed up at the service, they were around, but there was no attachment. There was no deep spiritual, emotional attachment. Those people just got nervous when Jesus led. But the Mm. people who were deeply attached, deeply committed, deeply devoted to God and to Jesus, they were astonished. Astonished in my view is another word for inspired. They were the kind of people who sat there and went, whoa, did you see what he just did? Mm. That's what happens when when you see the warriors on the court. (laughs) And I gotta give credit. Kawhi Leonard, when he's on the court, you look and you go, what did that guy just do here's an interesting quote from shannon sharp and he makes up some kind of word here i think he's trying not to swear and i'll go ahead and read that for you uh steph curry hears what everyone says he's talking about steph curry i think after the blazers uh after they defeated the blazers steph curry hears what everyone says oh kd team meaning kevin darnett kevin durant oh kd team kd is the best player they can't win without kd bull jive they won without kd he's basically saying that Steph Curry has the kind of leadership that even when you lose the best player in the NBA, I think, without LeBron playing, even when you lose him, his team wins. Why? Because of the pure inspiration, the way he he lives, the way he acts, the way he interacts. Jesus' leadership was like that. He made everyone around him better, and he inspired them. Why? Well, we know that Jesus' heart was completely pure. We love Matthew Mm -hmm. 5, 8, which says, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. What does that mean? When your heart is totally cleaned out, not just of sin, of doubt, of anxiety, of worry, of, of, of always thinking about tomorrow, all those things I do, you're able to see clearly and it makes you a better leader. Again, I love, love what you said there, Nathan. A lot of leaders are good at getting, getting, getting the list out, getting the order of things out, and then they think, hey, I've really led, but they've, they've, they've not moved the heart. They've not moved the needle on the heart. Leaders stay focused. They're determined and won't give up. Luke thirteen thirty one. At that time some Pharisees came to Jesus and said to him, Leave this place and go somewhere else. Herod wants to kill you. He replied, Go tell that fox, I will keep on driving out demons and healing people today and tomorrow, and on the third day I will reach my goal. In any case I must press on today and tomorrow and the next day, for surely no prophet can die outside Jerusalem. There's a few words that I want you to pay heed to. He they, they tell him to leave, and he says, I'll keep on driving. Hmm. Jesus was not someone who was going to lose his focus and he was not someone who was going to give up and quit. Part of being a leader who has a strong heart for God and has strong heart conviction is, it is incredibly difficult to get you to loosen your grip on the direction that you're going in, and that's why you stay focused. Leaders have resolve. Again, Jesus, Luke 9, 51. As the time approached for him to be taken up to Jerusalem, I'm sorry, as the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem, Luke 9, 51, in the NIV. What is resolve To decide firmly on a course of action. Firmly means you're undaunted. You're going to keep going no matter what. I remember we had a meeting one time in uh, Annapolis, Maryland, uh, right near the, the Naval Academy, where all the, the Naval guys go to, um, um, you know, basically it's their college, mm-hmm. one of the best universities in the world. I went out for a prayer. And so um, Annapolis is beautiful. And so it's, uh, it's kind of surrounded by water. There's a lot of water. there. So I went for a walk. And I ended up coming down to where all the boats were. And the Navy has a ton of boats, smaller boats that they use, I'm sure, for training exercises. Mm-hmm. And so I went on down and decided to walk down. And as I walked by each boat, there was a word, courage, mm-hmm. undaunted, mm-hmm. fearless. Every boat had a name that had to do with being courageous. Wow, That's, cool. That's what it takes to have resolve. And a lot of times as leaders, we think we're leading If you easily change your course of action, you're not a leader. You Mm -hmm. have to have resolve. And so let's take a look at really three questions you have to ask if you want to examine the idea of a heart for a leader. And then we're going to bring these guys in to just kind of close out with a couple of thoughts about what we've talked about today. Day one, freedom. Do I process all of my emotions? That's the key. Do I process all of my emotions? In Psalm 119, verse 2. I run in the path of your commands, for you have set my heart free. So processing all of your emotions. If you don't process your emotions, you'll lose heart. You can get a hard heart. And so that's the first question of the day. Day two, fearless. Do I lead out of personal conviction? Am I the kind of person who's leading out of personal conviction? There's two ways we deal with conviction. We imitate it or we have our own deep conviction. Imitated conviction means you haven't thought about it. You haven't reflected on it. You haven't gotten it in your heart. You're just doing what somebody told you, and you're not even thinking about it. Deep convictions means you've taken what you've heard. You've gone away. You've reflected on it. You've thought about it. You've prayed about it. You've gotten in the word about it, and you've made it your own. Isaiah 7, 4, say to him, be careful, keep calm, and don't be afraid. Do not lose heart because of these two smoldering stubs of firewood, because of the fierce anger of Rezin and Aram and the son of Armalia. Isaiah is sent to Ahaz the king, and he's told, he tells the king's message, be careful, keep calm, and don't be afraid. Don't panic. Panic sets in for people who have imitated conviction. Panic does not set in on those who have deep conviction. And the final question, radical, do I allow God to disciple me? A lot of us don't, don't, don't know how to work with that word disciple. I understand why, because it's really not used in that way in the Bible a lot. But the word that is used a lot is God as a father. And, and 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 really he talks about in First Thessalonians I believe is two about the father-mother aspect of nurturing and parenting each other in the faith. And so what we're really talking about here is godless parenting and God focused parenting. What I want you to think about is Hebrews twelve five. And have you completely forgotten this word of encouragement that addresses you as a father addresses his son? The unfortunate part of a lot of what we do is we focus on what we say to each other and how we help each other, and we don't focus on how God is using the people around us to parent us. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline and do not lose heart when he rebukes you. God is involved in working on our heart. And so what I want you to do when you walk away today in dealing with this last question is, instead of saying, do I allow God to disciple me? Do I allow God to parent me? Do I allow God... To challenge me, correct me, guide me, and even rebuke me, knock me off my 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 goal, knock me off my position, knock me off my image, because he's got something better in mind for me that fits me better. But the heart for a leader, three questions we need to answer. Let's get Nathan, Mike, and Alexis in here to close us out, and then you can take this podcast and pot it out for the next seven days.
2: I was thinking that the uh, the. Um scripture about uh jesus having a goal we're really connected like through all this stuff because oftentimes i don't reflect on like what is my goal as nathan but then also just as a a disciple as a christian as somebody who's trying to like live their life by jesus and that's something i I would just go through the flow and through my week and like make my appointments, do my whatever duties, uh, things I need to do. But right. I don't actually think about my goal. Right. Because that will help me to see, have God focused discipleship and pro- and process the discipleship. You just changed it to God focused discipleship. I said God focused parenting. Parenting. Sorry, mm. sorry, sorry. It would be God God focused parenting. To
0: change it. He's trying to steal the podcast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's trying <laughs> to commandeer. I'm the captain now.
1: <laughs> 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 um,
2: but seeing that God is parenting me because. He and I are, are unified on the goal that he's he's pointing me towards. He's moving me towards. Yes, I think that takes so much pressure off of me. The God uh, God focused parenting. Yes, because it's like okay, God cares for me. He hasn't forgotten me. He hasn't moved away from me. He isn't focused on somebody else. But no, he's parenting me and moving me along to get to the Beautiful. goal that he has in mind for me and my wife and our family and everything else. Let's get
1: Alexis in here. I was thinking about both Jesus and David. And as, as we were talking about, you know, they inspired people. I was like, okay, but like, what, why are they inspired? Like what got them there was like what I was thinking about. And I think what I was noticing in both of them is that like, they both believed that God chose them specifically and that, and they believed in what they were chosen for. If wow. that makes sense, like yes. And and I think that I think when I don't have that, that's when I have the imitated convictions. Like I just kind of go off of other people, and then I just get afraid because I don't actually really believe in it. Yes. And so I think. Like that actually helps me when I think about that because I can be like okay I can't be like that or I'm not that bold or that courageous but Yeah
0: you became a Christian as a teenager so yeah. do you think that when you just think about teens because there are a lot of leaders out there working with teenagers mm-hmm. do you think that's something they have to remember about making sure they're not causing kids to have imitated conviction yeah. instead of deep conviction
1: Yeah I think it can be really easy to I mean I've even I was both a teen and I've worked with teens too and I think it can be really easy to just like just get this I mean, even just rules, you know, just get this behavior down and just get this, you know, everyone else is doing it. So you fit into it. Right. But I think the best I mean, like the best convictions are taught when you have it yourself. Yes. And I think me as a teen, I noticed that in people like I, I could tell if someone was just saying it or if they were actually living it. Wow. And and actually the people who really were living it were the people who were also just kind of a mess and all over the place and didn't have themselves together, but right. they like believed what they were doing. And right. those were the people that I looked up to and that I wanted to imitate. Um, and the people who just said lessons and stuff, I didn't remember those. Right. you know. But-
2: well, you probably felt the genuineness yeah. coming from the people who actually yeah. had the conviction, mm-hmm. whereas I, f- I can see... Uh, for myself as well as other people, the imitated conviction is more about control and getting teens to yeah, so just like, managing, just like perform, just like get the actions down, so you can stop being a burden on my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Instead of like, no, I have a conviction because I care. And See, and
0: that's that's why I, I wanted I wanted to, to 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 sort of juxtapose the word discipleship and parenting because yes. I think a lot of people when they when they read discipleship books or they talk about that, it's hard for them to understand that what they really got to think in terms of is parenting. And I understand that, that, and I don't think parenting is always over-under, it's like somebody's over somebody. Hmm. I think a great parent's like a great coach. I've had great coaches. And sometimes those coaches were like, okay, this is what you need to do. Other times those coaches were sitting on the bench next to you saying, okay, let me explain to you how to do this. There's, it's multifaceted. But I think what it really is, is parenting's about nurturing. It's not about right. being in control or not. It's about growing and developing somebody. And so I think that, that, that what Alexis is talking about, it, and it's funny because I think, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes women are better at nurturing. Yeah, And I think some of it's because of when I've read books that have talked about the difference between men and women, one of the reasons women tend to study people more and pay more attention to what people are thinking and doing than men do. We tend to be, you know, like, I don't know, we're, we're A to B guys and yes, women are... Move along, we, done. Women <laughs> want all, all, all the letters of the alphabet <laughs> yeah. in life. And so I think I think it's important for us to understand that we have to imitate God when we're interacting with each other and be mm-hmm. more of a nurturer Instead of just being somebody who says, "Here's the, here's the, uh, whatever," uh, what Alex was talking about, here, here, here's what you need to look like and behave like. Mm -hmm. And uh, you said perform. I'm going to try to get you perform. I think a lot of times people see discipleship as my job is to get you to perform, Mm -hmm. and that's because they don't see the parenting part. And I think that's why Mm -hmm. parenting is so important. Again. I don't think it's all about like I'm the parent of you, Mike. So I'm older mm-hmm. than when a parent. That gets <laughs> well, weird. Yeah,
1: because even with parenting comes attachment and comes like you're attached to the person. Yes. you know. And so I think that brings more, I guess, just more emotion and like yes. depth to it than yes. like I guess how you would imagine how I think discipleship can be imagined is yes. what you're saying. Yes. Well, I like yeah.
3: the, I like the parenting focus too because it, it tells me that like like if you're a parent, you don't have anything to prove to your kid. Yes. Right. You don't have any kind of weird motives. Like I need to like,
1: you just care about them. Yeah, you
3: just care. Right. So even if they're, you know, having a hard time or angry or whatever, you, you back of your mind, you know, that they're not trying to like, you know, get one over on you. They're just, you know, that's right. You may have feelings about it. And lately, everything I've been, my filter lately has been in the, through the lens of being a new parent myself. Right. right. So I, I kind of am more attentive now to when I hear the parenting word, it makes me kind of perk up a little bit more. I'm like, Oh, what does that mean? And and, and so with the, with these points, is really helpful for me because even seeing Jesus led, he kind of went in. It doesn't say, like, Jesus, you know, inspired people. He didn't say, like, he, he made everybody, like, like him and say all these nice things, right? It just, he inspired. And so the leadership, the parenting isn't, like, the, give it, you know, the, everyone what they want all the time. Exactly. Right? Which is where I struggle because I'm like, if people aren't happy with me, how do I, what do I do? And I start getting nervous and then I get, okay. Well,
0: and, you know, it, it's because, and good parents, good coaches, good leaders, they think in terms of what do I want for the person. Right. Yeah. And that's the key mm. is that they're not, not they're themselves. not in it. Yeah. They're not yeah. in it trying to go. I mean, when it goes bad, it can go bad. You sure. Know? If I want my kid to, you know, be an astronaut and I just won't, you know, I just want. You <laughs> know, <laughs> they don't want it, but too right. bad. Yeah. He, he, he throws up every time he flies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? you're hey, <laughs> yeah. You're going to space. Yeah. Okay. That's a problem. But even in those cases, many times the parents still believe. If I can just get him to be an astronaut, I didn't get to be an astronaut, but if he'll just be an astronaut, his life will be great. Their motivation is huge. I just think thinking of God as a parent, which is what he is, is a lot healthier way to think, and it gets us out of the punishment paradigm mm-hmm. of that when something goes bad in our life, God is trying to punish us. No. And I that's one of the things I see as a parent, and you were talking about being a new parent, Mike, is that trying to help your kid understand you're not punishing them. Sometimes- Right. Your kid thinks they're pun- you're punishing them because you say no, right? You know what I'm saying? Right. It's not a punishment to tell them not to put, you know, their finger in the <laughs> the the light socket. I mean, you heard the story <laughs> the other day about uh, the baby who died because uh, uh, I can't remember if it was a boy or a girl, but the baby put uh, a a iPhone charger end in their mouth. Mm. Oh no! And and died from it. Ugh. Well that's why parents say, no, don't do that. Yeah. Right. And I think that in a nutshell is a parent understands that there is a life risk to certain things right. that a kid doesn't. God looks and he sees, he goes, you may think this is just a small thing you're doing, mm. but it's a life risk. You're putting yourself at risk and I'm going to stop you. Right? And You may be totally bummed <laughs> that you didn't get to go to the you know, county fair. <laughs> but you'll get over it. Yeah. Because what was going to happen to the county fair was the roller coaster was going to break and people were going to get hurt. But you know, like God is always parenting. And I think it's a good way to think. So go back and take a look at this, folks. The heart of a leader. You got a lot of preview stuff. The summer's coming up. We're going to focus on heart. But today the heart of a leader. And if you are a leader, just just take some time to think about changing your mindset. I know I'm working on that. If you're not a leader, maybe ask yourself the question is the reason I'm not a leader is I don't want to be responsible for being attached to anybody other than, you know, myself and a couple of people. And that really what it is i is I'm don't want to be an emotional and spiritual servant to people. When mm. Jesus said that the greatest among us will be servants serving emotionally and spiritually is what I think service is about, especially in first world countries, because there aren't a lot of feet to wash. People right. have showers <laughs> and baths, you know? So right. what you're talking about is, will I get down? Will I get dirty and, and serve a friend of mine back in the day, Um, was driving by a sign in his community on the way to a meeting we were both attending. And when he got there, he told me about the sign. He said, I saw the most awesome sign on the highway. It was the coolest sign, I think, I'm want to make it my motto about serving as a leader. I said, what was it? He said, well, the sign has these guys, and, uh, you know, they're around this car, they're under this car, they've got oil and stuff on their body. And it says, we will get under your car more often, and we will get dirtier than any of our competitors. (laughs) And I think that in a nutshell is what it means to have the heart to lead. I'll get under the car more often and get dirtier emotionally and spiritually than any of our competitors. It's not about forcing people to have a performance. It's about getting under the car and dealing with the heart and getting dirty and helping people through hard times. Hey, keep leasing to de-spirituality. This summer is going to be hot, hot, hot. (laughs) And of course, we want to say, go Warriors. (laughs)
2: Thank you for listening to the Deep Spirituality Podcast. If you like what you hear, make sure to write a review or give us a rating, a five-star rating, and it will help us out a ton. So make sure to share the show on Facebook and tell all your friends about it or any of the social media platforms out there that you subscribe to. Um, And if you have a suggestion for a topic or feedback on the show, you can always send us an email at podcast at deepspirituality.net. Again, that's podcast at deepspirituality.net. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.